Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Adrian Rogers once said, It is better to be hated for telling the truth than loved for telling a lie. Not that I want to be hated, but it is better telling you the truth as opposed to telling you something you want to hear. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I would ask you to consider the following. First, would you please like and share this podcast so others may benefit as well? Secondly, prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast. Your support to The Truth Must Be Told will allow me not only to keep making podcasts and maintaining the website, but your support will also make it possible to level up this program to new platforms so that the Word of God can go forward and reach as many people as possible. You can make your gifts to paypal.me slash salvatorpassos. And if you listen to the show on anchor.fm, you can click the support button. You can also listen on iHeartRadio and view the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for your support. And please keep listening to The Truth Must Be Told. There have been some crazy things in the news this week. Random shootings, border crises, BLM, court packing, and more. We'll take a look at some of them today on The Truth Must Be Told. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'll be a nice change of pace. When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth, and it kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. (laughs) And salute to everyone out there today. Once again, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sal Passos. Now, before we get in today's show, uh, I want to send out... A big shout out to my friend Glorianne, who is celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday, Glorianne, and I hope you had a great day today. Uh, also, I would like to lift up in prayer my friend Kevin, who has cancer. Kevin, you are loved, and we're praying for you. So many things in the news this week. Lots and lots of stuff in the news. Um, one of the things we're uh, we're looking at in the news is... Um, Wow, I mean, just so much. I don't, I don't even know where to start. I wanted to highlight some news uh, uh, facts today, and I just didn't even know where to begin. There's so much out there that's that's crying to be addressed, and yet, I don't know. You know, I, I, it's just it's a very difficult thing for me because I want to take what's in the news and bring it into a Christian perspective, but there's so many things that are happening. All right, you know, to begin with, I, my last show I did on gun control, and I got some pretty good responses from that, by the way. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, so please, you know, let me know what you think of the program. But shootings continue, and it's amazing that in since Biden has become, uh, have been in office, that all of these um, shootings have been taking place. And it's just very frustrating to me as to why. You know, how come people are not, you know, paying a little bit more attention to what's going on here? So, all right. So um, in Georgia, there was a a 28-year-old open fired on a sheriff's deputies with an AK-47. The suspect was shot and killed by law enforcement. And after a high, that was after a high-speed chase that ended near an elementary school early in the morning. And they were concerned that, uh, well, let me read to you. The uh, the, uh, Carroll County Sheriff's Office reasoned, released a statement said it had not been for the heroic efforts of all officers and agencies involved in the uh, involved and to Corporal Trout and Deputy Repetto for his stop for stopping the suspect, 
This incident would have resulted in more officers being injured or killed, and the suspects uh, could have posted an even bigger threat to the public as it occurred in a residential area. And at that time of the morning, people are getting ready for work and staff is getting ready to arrive at the school. Now, it was not clear why this man was running from the police, but again, this man was a threat to the police and to others, and, what, and if he wasn't stopped, who knows what would have happened. Also, I read about a mass shooting that took place at FedEx facility this week. A 19-year-old former FedEx worker went on a shooting spree in an Indianapolis facility before shooting himself. He killed eight people and wounded five others. Now, the motives for the killings are still unclear, and Indianapolis Police Chief, uh, Chief Randall Taylor noted that a significant number of employees at the facility are members of the Sikh community, although it is unclear if that had anything to do with the shooting. Oh, just so much going on, folks. So much going on. We, we, we have shootings after shootings after shootings taking place. And I think, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but I've always concerned myself when these type of shootings take, take place because it seems to me that now the radical left who wants to take the guns out of the hands of the people, you know, they definitely take advantage of this and they will begin to... They'll begin to, uh, you know, scream gun control, more gun control, more gun control. And yet, yet there's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It just gets very, very confusing. And your host here, your host here is very, very confused as well. Also, let's see, BLM is in the news once again. Uh, social media now is censoring any attempt to report that BLM founders are living in luxury homes. Why? You don't want the truth out there? Also, once BLM, uh, once uh, uh, excuse me, a BLM activist recently asked, we're asking people if they're ready to have blood on their hands to make change happen. His name is uh, is uh, Rahim B. They said we are protesting for a really long. We have been protesting for a really long time. Rahim continued, "How much longer can we protest and march in the streets before we are ready, really ready?" to get blood on our hands, because one of these days, it's going to have to come to that. Wow. Hey, folks, you, do you understand what's happening here? Now, look, I don't care if you're black, if you're white. I have no, I'm colorblind as far as that's concerned. It's what's in a person's heart. Now, do you really think that inciting violence is going to do a trick to help you further your cause? Come on, folks. No. And they're doing this in cities where, let's face it, gun control, I, I, you know, let's, I don't even want to go there. I, I'm just so frustrated at, at stuff that's happening here. Oh, Lord, what's happening in today's world? What is happening in today's world? All right. We see that court packing is being pushed by the administration. Biden wouldn't give an answer during his campaign on the subject. But now we see that the Dems are moving to put 13 judges on the court, which would give them a major- majority vote there. Now, we have we have to uh, we need to have caution about this because uh, I don't know what will happen, but we must be in prayer about it. I I, I don't know. I don't think that the House and the Senate is going to let this go through. Even though there are majority Democrats there, I think that there are enough. There's enough going on that 
this can't happen because it's just it's just getting out of hand. I mean, folks, those repo- those uh, politicians work for us, and um, you know we hear a lot of stuff about elections and and whatnot. In fact, Georgia is coming under so much flack because Georgia now is requiring ID for people to vote. Oh, isn't that an interesting thing? You need an ID to get a to get a, a loan. You need an I, a, a, an ID to uh, drive a car. You need an ID to uh, buy cigarettes. You need an ID to buy booze. You need an ID to get on an airplane. You need an ID for all of the, for a majority of things. You need an identification for, all right? If you're cashing a check, it, you know, you to open a bank account, you need an identification. Yet the only place you do not need an identification is when you go to vote. And the Democrats are crying that the Republicans want to make it harder to vote. No, the Republicans want to make it harder to cheat. If you have an ID, a validated ID, then you're who you say you are. You know, I remember a MASH episode when Hawkeye was in charge of the uh, camp for the day. And people were coming in with an ID that said Kim Young. And... uh, or I think it was Kim Young, and he said, he said, he said, oh, this is like the fourth Kim Young we have here today. And he's like, you know, he asked the guy, can you identify yourself? And he said, this is me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so you come in with a name, and yeah, this is me. Oh, well, I guess you wouldn't lie to me about something like that. Uh, I forgot whether it was Kim Young, Kim Yuck. I, I don't know. It was some uh, Korean name. And I'm not putting anybody down. Please don't say, Sal's being racist. I'm trying to shout. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just using that as an example. We want to know what's going on out there. All right? We want to make sure that people who are voting have a right to vote, that they're U.S. citizens. All right? Which, which I don't think illegal aliens should vote. I don't think illegal aliens should be in this country. My family, as many of yours, came to this country illegally came to this country legally and they fought hard for their identification they had to learn english things weren't given to them i my i have family from portugal portugal and italy when they came to this country they had to learn english they had to learn the things about this country they had to learn us history and they were not given special status they weren't given Oh, we're going to give you a. Um, we'll give this to you, these papers to you in, in in Italian, and these papers to you in Portuguese, so you can understand them. No, they had to learn. All right, now you might say, "Yeah, but that was cruel." No, it's not cruel. You know, it it it, it would be the same way if you went into another country, and everything was written in a foreign language, and you had to learn that language because they weren't going to make things easy for you. You had to learn the language to become a citizen of that country. If you wanted to go to another country. No. It's only here in the United States that we do that crap. Excuse me. I don't mean to be to, to, to get harsh with my words, but it is very, very frustrating. And yet we have these people. If they don't come into this country legally, then they're here illegally, and they need to be out of here. Okay? We, our economy, cannot support illegal immigrants. And that brings me to our next subject, actually, is we're opening our borders and allowing thousands to enter through the border crisis, okay? 
Though funny as it appears, Biden wants to put a cap on how many come across the border. He's trying to eliminate, um, I think he wants to limit to 15,000 that come across. I don't know whether that's daily, monthly, yearly, what. But he's coming under flack by the Democrats. In fact, AOC, Alexandria Ortiz Cortez, is not happy about it. In a tweet, she said, completely and utterly unacceptable. Biden promised to welcome immigrants, and people voted for him based on that promise, upholding the xenophobic and racist, racist policies of the Trump administration, including the historically low and plummeted refugee cap, is flat out wrong. Keep your promise. Isn't it fun to see the left eating each other? They have no one to pick on anymore, so now they have to fight each other. Isn't that great? I love it. Listen, there's so much stuff out there today. And, and uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I get frustrated. You know, you come to this country, country, country legally, God bless you. Work hard. Become a citizen. I've got, I've got a legal immigrant living next door to me. And this gentleman is from Mexico, and he's worked very hard. He's got his own business. And, well, he works for somebody, and then he has his own business on the side doing basically the same thing. But he works hard. And he maintains his property and his family's out there. And there's nothing wrong with him. But he's worked hard to come into this country and to make it something for himself. He's proud to be an American citizen. He's told me that. But my goodness, folks, let me tell you, there's just uh, to just to have to come to this country to have things handed to you. We're, we're paying for hotel rooms for illegal immigrants that come into this country and yet are veterans are living homeless on the street a lot of them they can't get health care they can't get anything that they, they can't get help what, what are we going to do about that these are the the men and women who fought for our country they put their lives on the line they put their lives on the line so that you and i can have freedom i don't know what to tell you but this is something that seriously needs correction Okay, your tax dollar, my tax dollar is being used to house illegal immigrants in hotels that are, I guess, pretty nice other than sitting. Oh, also the crisis on the border. They're not allowing um, they're not allowing uh, photographers in to look at where all these homeless children are. These uh, these. um, Oh, I forgot the word they use, but the children who've been separated from their parents, excuse me. So I don't know what's going on, but there's, you know, there's, there's definitely this transparent administration that he spoke about, not so transparent. So, um, you know, but it's crazy. All right, so onward. Other things in the news. The COVID debate still goes. Oh, yeah, still going strong. There was an exchange, there was a hearing the other day. And Congressman Jim Jordan exchanged heated words with, with Dr. Fauci, the vouch. Yeah, Dr. Fauci, as to when Americans can recover their liberties and that were lost because of this pandemic. pandemic. Um, I'm going to play you the exchange. I'm going to put it up on the screen here for those of you who are watching by, uh, by the video. Uh, but you'll, you folks will be able to hear the audio. And here we go. 
go. Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone on, please? Sorry. When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high threat. What is low enough? Give me a number. What, I mean, I, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans get my, their freedoms? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I believe when that happens, you will see. What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when, does, when, does, no. when do we get to the point? What measure, what standard, what objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before, before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. But, but, uh, the, I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution completely. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now at such a high level, there's a threat again of major surges. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now. Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of, of, of worshipers who can meet. Your right to assemble? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so um, I'm going to stop it there because uh, there's more. It, <laughs> there's more. There's about another eight minutes of, um, let me get on to here. Excuse me. <clears throat> this is what happens when I don't have a, a technician running things in the background for me. I have to do everything myself. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Our First Amendment rights, our rights to assemble, they definitely have been assaulted. Um, I mean, my goodness. I mean, it, uh, Congressman Jordan is right. Oh, later on in that, uh, in, that <laughs> in that argument, Maxine Waters, you know, Miss Smiley, she, <laughs> she told him to shut his mouth. You know, that her, his time was up and he needs to shut his mouth. Isn't that nice? Just so, so, so sweet. All right. And just so precious. Oh, bless her heart. Anyway, what do you folks think? You know, I have friends that have, uh, and family that have had to take the, uh, the uh, COVID shot. Um, which I think they're trying to push on us. And you heard him say we want to get the uh, COVID uh, vaccine out there to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. And um, yet this has not been tested. As I said, you want, you want to get the shot. You got the shot. You had to do what you had to do. You feel better about it. That's fine. I'm not telling you not to take it. I'm telling you I won't. I will not take that vaccine. And there's just no way. I have a friend of mine now that, that took it. And for the last couple of days since he got his first shot, 
He's uh, been posting on Facebook that he has not been feeling well. Can't think straight. Okay, yeah, we don't know what's happening there. Uh, you know, is it is it manipulating our DNA? Is it changing things? We don't know. But um, wow, yeah, there's just a lot going on, folks. All right, so um, like I said, um, there's so much going on it can make your head spin. If you try to keep up with this all, it, it it's it's perplexing. It really is. Now, uh, many people are still upset about the loss of Trump. In fact, there was a boat rally today in, uh, in Florida and a rally of Trump supporters. Look, let me tell you, I'm not happy either that Biden is in office. No matter what you think of him, we need to pray for him and the others that are trying to drag this country down to the pits of despair. Uh, it's really, really bad. All right, folks, I'm, I'm going to be right back. We're going to take a quick break. And um, we'll be back moment in a moment. All right. Thank you for joining us again. Now, if you have any questions about the show or you want to know how to become a Christian, there's a lot, this is a Christian ministry, uh, you know, or you have an idea of a topic for a show, please go to thetruthmustbetold.org. And you can leave me a message there. There's a place where you could type in contact Sal and you can put in some information. I promise you, you're not going to get spammed. I won't put your uh, name on the air. Nothing like that. I just want to get your, get you, get you help or uh, get some ideas for the program. If you have any, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to, to uh, talk to you about that. Uh, some of the past shows that we've had have been very, very well received <clears throat> uh, I told you recently, I just did the show on gun control. The gun control episode went really well. We, uh, we did shows on depression. That is uh, a show on depression, which also went well. Big, big shows also that, uh, that took off and a lot of people were listening to were the um, shows on addiction, uh, the, shows on our, uh, the shows that I did on UFOs. And uh, the paranormal. And we're going to be coming back to that subject soon. I've been doing a lot of studying right now on uh, the subject of Bigfoot. Uh, I don't know yet how I'm going to turn that into a, a Christian Christian perspective. But I'm very interested in the topic. And I've been listening to a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so, so we're going to be uh, hitting uh, soon coming up. There'll be uh, shows on Bigfoot. There'll be a show on uh, Roman Catholicism. I'm going to be doing. Uh, I've got. I may even have a guest. A guest on that. On for that. Uh, and and I will. Uh, I'm. Uh, she sent me her book. A book, and I'm going to read that. And once I read it, I will um, make a determination and get her on. Get her on a program. The uh, the other episodes I'd like to do. So like I said, I got. Uh, uh, so I said Bigfoot. I've got uh, the Roman Catholicism. I will probably do another show on um, on UFOs. That seems to be a good topic. Also, as well as uh, uh, more shows on addiction. I'm trying to uh, gather more people together to um, come come with their testimonies. If you have a testimony of how Christ saved you from addiction, I'd like to hear it. You please put it on. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, again, contact me through thetruthmustbetold.org. That's at the website. 
Or if you're on Facebook, you could private message me. I would love to hear from you and love to hear your story, uh, your testimony of how Christ saved you from addictions. And that is, uh, that is a tremendous, tremendous thing. And people need to hear the truth. And it will be great if you can come on and, uh, and share that with me. I'm wide open to having guests on the show, okay? I'll call you on the phone. I'll record the conversation. You won't be live. I'll be able to edit some things and make sure that, um, you know, for time-wise and, you know, and, um, you know, any mistakes we might make. So we'll take care of that. And um, I'm also uh, still working on doing my research for uh, In the Days of Noah because I believe we are in the last days, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you see all of this stuff going on here, stuff that's happening in the news, you know, it's it's just a. Jesus said, "As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man." We are getting so close to His return; it could be any moment. I might not even be able to finish this podcast. All right. Jesus may come in the middle of this podcast. That would be great. Because I'm looking forward to going home. All right, I'm getting tired of this world, and the thing I have to keep. In mind is just that uh, that old hymn that says, "This world is not my home; I'm just passing through. My treasures, my treasures are laid up for me somewhere beyond the blue." All right, um, I just can't feel at home in this world anymore. So there's, a, you know, there's a thing in all of us that says, "You know, Lord, we're ready. If you're a Christian, you're ready to go home and be with Jesus because." There is just so much garbage that's going on in the world today, and it'd be so nice just to have to be home with the Lord. Yeah. All right. So, Christians, uh, we are in a very difficult position here with things that are happening in the world. We're told to pray for those in authority, pray for those who despitefully use us, pray for our enemies, pray for the lost, show love to one another, in fact, show love to the to our enemies. You know, I mean, um, if your enemy is is cold, you know, give him a coke. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And thereby, you're throwing heaps of <laughs> coals on his head. You're you're um, you're pricking his conscience. Look. You know, we have been. All right, when I went to Bible college, I met some very interesting people. And one of my teachers there, and God bless her, uh, and I, you know what, for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. But she was an older lady at the time, and I'm sure she's gone on to be with the Lord now. But do you know that she talked so much about, about um, end times? And I remember, I remember one time she talked about how when she, uh, when Jerusalem became a nation back in 1948, they were looking for the rapture to take place. Then, Christians knew that once the once Israel became a nation again, that the end times were, would we just entered the final end times of prophecy. We are in the final dispensation of the church. There are many ages of dispensation, and the dispensation of the church is about to end. Now, I've talked about this before. There's, um, there's many, many, uh, many, many uh, good books out there and people that are talking about the, the end-time prophecy. Uh, 
Um, I have this book that was written back in 1913, I believe, 1928. I'd have to go look at it. It's called Dispensational Truth uh, by uh, Clarence Larkin. If you guys can find it out there, I suggest you get it. Clarence Larkin was a civil engineer or some kind of engineer, and when he got saved, he began taking the Bible and looking at it from an engineer's point of view, which I thought was very interesting. And he came up with all these, <laughs> came up with the basically the beginning of the world, the, the, the destruction of Earth and the recreation of Earth. And he went through the dispensation. It's the final dispensation of Earth and what we're dealing with. And uh, I just find it interesting that we're in these last days. And, and, and <clears throat> Jesus said that because of the race, the, the, um, because of the reign of evil, or the things of evil that are going on, that the hearts of many people are going to wax cold. People are going to become cold in their hearts towards people. And we hear stories all the time of people being killed in the streets and other people just walking by. What about babies now that they want to kill babies even after the child's been born? Do you still want this kid? No? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll execute him. And they get rid of the kid. I don't agree with abortion at all. And now it's it's reprehensible to see children that are born, are born, breathing. And the mother say, I don't want it. And they kill it. How sad is this? You know, we wonder why. We wonder, seriously, we wonder why um, God allows this kind of stuff to take place. Pornography, homosexuality, all rampant in this country today. Violence in schools. Teachers being attacked. The love of many will wax cold. Jesus said that narrow is the gate, and few are there that find it. Broad is the way to destruction, and many go that way, but narrow is the gate that leads to salvation, and there are very few who find it. I'm telling you folks, I, 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 have, I struggle with, with what I was going to talk about tonight. I really am. I'm struggling. And I want to get the truth out to you, no matter how painful it is. Listen, let's let's just talk about this really, really quickly, okay? Uh, let's just get down to the this is down to the meat of things. All right, the Bible today, okay, the Word of God that we have, okay, this this Bible and many like them. It doesn't have to necessarily be this one, but Bibles there there there's. Millions of them throughout the country. No problem. If you need a Bible, hey, you need a Bible, let me know. I'll help you get one. It's easy. You can look at them online. You don't need to have a... I'm a little old school. I like books. <laughs> I like to hold them in my hand when I read them. I like to highlight things. and Stuff I can go back to. If I get happy, I can throw it up in the air, you know, and cry on it. All right, there's all kinds of things that are... that, that I, I like books. All right, I just love books. I don't have as much of a selection of books as I used to. 
very limited right now, but I do have, I, I love books. I love books. And I try to read as much as possible. But when you get into this, when you get into the Word of God, there's nothing like it in the world. Nothing like it in the world. You can open this book and uh, you, you can look at the Psalms and you read the Psalms and how David and some of the other psalm writers wrote these songs. Because that's basically what they are. They were songs. You're looking at the lyrics of different songs. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. <laughs> Let the people be glad. I love that. There's a, there's a chorus that's like that. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the people be glad that our God reigns. A fire goes before him and burns up all his enemies. The hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Ah, the Lord reigns. And that's powerful stuff. It's not, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Why do we put so much emphasis as Christians on, um, or we used to, not happening today because we have so much garbage out there. Churches are becoming woke. That's after they've become politically correct. Don't want to make people feel upset about anything. I know you've heard me talk about this before, but when I was told that by a pastor who wouldn't preach on the blood or salvation because it might offend somebody, might as well put Ichabod on the door. The glory has departed. Don't you think? That's what we're called to do as Christians. We're to assemble, to assemble together. We're to assemble together and worship the Lord. And the church should be a hospital for people to come and be healed. All right? Not a place to be criticized. Not a place to come watch the pastor come down a zip line. All right? For motorcycles to be blown across the stage. And we're going to call it a stage, not the church platform because it's a stage. <clears throat> not for the secular world to be brought in there. But for people to be healed. And the way people get healed is through this, through the Word of God. This is where God reveals His truth to us. 66 books. All put together. So the, the Bible says about itself that the Word of God is, is God-breathed. It's God-breathed by the Holy Spirit. God moved on authors. Okay, and breathed in the truth to them to write these things down. And when you read the Scripture, Scripture interprets Scripture. So if somebody comes out and says one thing, it should be found somewhere else in Scripture. Some, it should be found someplace else in there. Scripture interprets Scripture. It'll tell you. Well, what did God mean by that? And as you do the research, you'll find out what God meant. The great, one of the nicest things I've heard, and in, in, in we have an Old Testament and a New Testament. So the Old Testament is before Jesus walked the earth, and the New Testament is after he walked the earth. 
The Old Testament basically contained the law, and people living under the law, the Ten Commandments and the law of uh, the laws of uh, of God, and really how that basically they couldn't keep up with it. All right. And what's nice about the Bible is it talks about the failures of people. It talks about failures of David, Abraham. You know, do you know Abraham lied many, many times? He did not want people to know that Sarah was his wife because she was so beautiful. And they would kill him to get his wife. Um, David, who committed murder and adultery. Yeah, the Bible talks about it in here. It doesn't hide it. Listen, if you were writing a book about yourself and your your things, you'd be very hesitant to write things, anything bad about yourself. You want it all to be good. You don't want people to think bad of you, but yet you look in this and you see, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I just opened my Bible and realized I put it in there. Here's a picture of my wife when she was uh, a teenager. She gave that to me. I put that up on the screen for you guys to look at. She's going to kill me for putting that up on there, but that's okay. Ah, and I keep that in there just to remind me of the love that I have for her. Anyway. So there's, uh, you know, it talks about people's faults. People's fault. Uh, the people's, their, their mistakes that they make. Thomas, who doubted the Lord. Peter who denied the Lord, and yet, and oh, what about Paul? You know, before he became Paul the Apostle, he was Saul of Tarsus. And Saul of Tarsus was one who went around and he was killing Christians by the thousands. He was going into their homes, pulling them out, executing them, stoning them. Why? Because he hated them. After he got saved, imagine old Paul having to go into the home of a widow somebody whose uh, husband and father that he killed or had stoned for their beliefs. Yeah, he had quite a reputation, that Paul character. Great man of God. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh... Oh, what I was going to say before, I'm sorry, I apologize. The... Um... As you can tell, I'm definitely working off notes here. I, I, I have, it's just, I'm, I'm just reaching to you from my heart tonight. Reaching to you from my heart. If you want to find out what's happening in this book and what it means, okay, you uh, get it out, you start reading it, and a very simple thing to remember is that in the old, the new, as I talked about the, the Old Testament and New Testament, so in the old, the new is concealed. In the New, the New Testament, the Old is revealed. So when you begin to look at the things in the Old Testament, they were types and shadows of things that were to come. Jesus coming, dying on the cross. God setting the stage for that. All through that Old Testament. Then when you see Jesus arrive, you see him revealing things about the Old Testament, the old prophecies, and how he came not to do away with the old law, but to fulfill the law. 
John the Baptist said when, when Jesus showed up at the river, he said, look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The world, not just those who would request it in the Old Testament. The, the uh, Lamb of God, the Lamb had to be used uh, for a sacrifice. You went with a Lamb, you confessed your sin. And the priest would kill it, and your sin was covered for that sin. Your sin was covered for that by that lamb. But it was never taken away. And yet, here John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So much. Uh... You, you, you read this book. Now, I don't care whether you do it online or you get yourself a Bible that you can read, but read it. And you'll begin to see the truth of what's out there. Also, when a, um, when a pastor or some kind of leader, some kind of church leader, some kind of church leader gets um, makes some kind of statement, he knows... Or she knows, because those phony sheep, those are phony wolves, are both male and female. They know that they are that you will not take the time to research it on your own. And how many people I've talked to that have said, "Oh, yeah, this person is really amazing. They've performed so many miracles, and they've done all these wonderful things. Well, what are you looking at? Who are you giving glory to? Are you giving glory to that minister, or are you giving glory to God? And why are you lifting that man or woman up? Why? Because they smile very nicely. They comb their hair in a certain way. They've said things maybe that you agree with? Brought it up last time that the Bible says that uh, these that folks will bring teachers unto themselves that will tickle their itching ears. You're going to tell them things they want to hear. You don't want to sit under a preacher who's going to tell you you're on your way to hell if you don't accept Jesus Christ. You want a preacher to tell you, hey, everything is great. God has a great plan for your life. But never once talks about being saved. Going to hell if you're not. It's heaven or hell, turn or burn. There's no other options. There's no purgatory. There's none of that. There's only a place for those who believe to be taken to heaven, to be uh, placed into the, into the loving hands of God once they die. Absent with the body, present with the Lord. Okay? You, once you die and you're a Christian, you go to be with Jesus immediately. I talked about one time the uh, parable of the rich man and Lazarus. 
Did a whole episode on that. Listen, or most of an episode on that. Okay, Rich Man and Lazarus. If you don't know the story, let me relate it to you once again. All right, Jesus said there was a certain rich man who lived very lusciously, and he had uh, everything that he wanted. And, and there was a poor man named Lazarus who used to beg for scraps from the rich man's table. And yet, um, you know, and it was always covered with sores, so much so that he would sit at the gate and the, and the dogs would come and lick his wounds, you know. And you may think that's disgusting, but that's actually a, a, a healing thing. Uh, if a dog licks your, licks a wound you have, it'll actually promote healing, but it is kind of a disgusting way to be, to have dogs come and lick you. But if that's all you got, that's all you got, right? Terrible. Anyway, um, Jesus said that the uh, the poor man, it came to pass that the poor man died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. See, right away, he died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, plural. And he saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus being comforted by Abraham. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus over here, dip the tip of his finger in, a, in some water. And cool my tongue because I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, no. In your life you were comforted. And Lazarus was suffering. So now he's being comforted and you're suffering. Well, he said, then Father Abraham, have him go back to my family and tell them that, um, tell them about this horrible place and that the, the, to, 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 to do anything they can to avoid it. And Abraham said, no, they have the law and the prophets. Let them listen to them. In other words, they got the Bible. All right? They got the Old Testament. Read the laws and the prophets, and in them they'll find the truth. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one comes back from the dead, then they will believe. And he said, no. Even if one were to come back from the dead, he said that they can't, he says they wouldn't believe. They won't believe. And uh, just so you'll know, he also said, uh, besides, uh, this is the part I left out, was when he said, dip the t- have uh, Lazarus dip, his, dip the tip of his finger in water and put a drop in my tongue because I am tormented in this flame. He, Abraham said, no, we can't do that. Besides, there's a great gulf fixed between us, and we can't cross over there. You can't cross over here. But apparently they were able to see each other from that gulf. All right. So... When, I don't know if you can hear that, but somebody's shooting outside. That's just typical for down here in the south. Somebody's practicing. Taking a little target practice in before it gets too dark. All right. Anyway, there are, um, there are, uh, so Jesus said that, uh, you know, he pointed out this story and said this is the way it's, it is. Now, um, the way I understand it, let me get my thoughts back in track here. All right, so you have a place of torments in hell, and you have Abraham's bosom. So you have these two areas divided by a gulf between them. Now, this is a pit of hell, okay? They are both would be considered hell. 
One was the grave, Sheol, and the other one's Abraham's bosom, where the righteous dead would go before Christ died on the cross. You see, God didn't want to punish those who did not accept Christ before Christ even shown up, but they lived a holy and righteous life as much as they could. They obeyed the laws. Yeah, they made mistakes, they, they obviously. They couldn't be forgiven for their sin until Christ paid the sacrifice for that sin. So they were sent to a place called Abraham's bosom. It was a pl- basically a waiting, a waiting place, all right? A place of what's called paradise, Abraham's bosom. All right. So those, uh, those righteous dead went there. And then Jesus shows up on the scene, lives his life. He preaches the gospel of the Lord, the kingdom of heavens at hand. And as he's being crucified, he tells one of the thieves, thieves on the cross, who begged his forgiveness. Remember remember me when you come into your kingdom, he said. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Now Jesus and the thief died. And of course the thief would then have gone to paradise, right? He begged for forgiveness and went to paradise. He didn't go to heaven yet because Christ had not put his shed his blood on the on the uh, mercy seat. But sometime during those three days of being in the grave, Jesus ascended into heaven, spread his blood on the mercy seat for the forgiveness of all who would come to him. Because when he hung on the cross, remember, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He wasn't just talking about the Roman soldiers. He was looking right down through history. He was looking at you. He was looking at me. He was looking at everyone who would come to him and say, God, help me. I'm a sinner. I don't want to go into into hell. I know I've sinned against you, and I'm deserving of punishment. But Jesus Christ took that punishment. So now Jesus went into hell. He went to paradise, basically, and he preached captivity to the captives. In other words, he preached the gospel to those who were there. Imagine David, and, and all of a sudden the realization that this was, this was who he wrote about. This, you know, uh, Ezekiel, all of these guys who just were waiting, men and women who were waiting for the Messiah to come, and here he was, and he went and told them, and he led them out of there. Now that portion of hell, paradise section, is empty. But the torment side, the other side of the gulf, is still full. And the Bible says that uh, hell opened her mouth without measure. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people go in there. So you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray for those who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You need to pray for those who... um, despitefully use us. You need to pray for our government. You need to pray for our our leaders. Pray for your police, your firemen, your EMTs. You got to pray for them all. Keep them in prayer. Thank our veterans when you see them because they did lay down their life and they don't know when they're going to go. But you need to pray and to pray that if they don't know Jesus, if those people you know that don't know Jesus need to come to Jesus. And they're not going to do it by you being a 
wonderfully good person with uh, exceptional an exceptional house or you know have that philosophy of well if uh, I like motorcycles and you like motorcycles and if I like Jesus then maybe you'll like Jesus that's not the way it works okay you have to understand the way of salvation and if you don't let me give you a very brief overview I'm going to take you down the Romans road very quickly all right so all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, book of Romans says, Romans 3.23. It's written that there is none righteous, no, not one. All right, No one understands, no one seeks for God. That's, that's also in Romans. All right, we're, we're, We have all sinned. We're all sinners. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even your minister friends there on TV, who you look up to so highly, they're sinners. No one understands or seeks for God, it says. Okay, we don't. We don't understand. We seek our own pleasure. We want to do what's right with us, yet there's a bit of a conscience in us that's saying, hey, I'm doing something wrong here. I need to, uh, I need to straighten this thing out. All right. The Bible says that uh, sin has consequences. All right. The wages of sin, when you go to work, you earn a paycheck. Those are your wages. But when you sin, there are wages for that too. And that's death. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6.23. Now, you don't have to get cleaned up to come to God. If you want to come to God and you want to make a big change in your life, you want things to be better for yourself, you don't have to get cleaned up first because the Bible says God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5.8. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, so you don't have to do... He paid the price of our sins. When he died on the cross, he took the burden of our sins and he opened the way for us to enter eternal life with him. Now, there are many things out there that they want you to do certain, they want you to do certain things. They want you to, um, you know, how do you be saved? Well, they, they, they have all kinds of questions about that. How does one get saved? And, um, you know, but you don't, all you have to do, all you have to do is accept the work that Christ done, that Christ did on the cross. There's no, there's no, uh, I'm just looking for something here real quick while I'm talking. There's, there's no, there's no other, um, there's nothing else you have to do. You don't have to start getting cleaned up first. Um, didn't I save that? I thought I did. I'm sorry, I had a little audio thing here for you. Oh, yeah, I have it right here. Okay. So you're, you're um, you know, it doesn't take, remember, Christianity is God reaching down to man. Religion is men reaching up to God and trying to create, to maintain some kind of standard. Here you go. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? You gotta earn it doing religious things. First off, I want you to never sleep past 5.30, eat only vegetables and Twinkies, 
cut your hair and only wear blue. If you're diligent, you might make it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to do any of that. <laughs> Never sleep past 5.30. <laughs> cut your hair and only wear blue. <laughs> <clears throat> and if you're diligent, you might make it. Isn't that the way, though, that some religions are? Yet Christianity is not like that. It's a relationship. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. All right. The Bible says this in Romans 10, 23. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that thing, that cracks me up. Uh, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is believing in your heart that you were made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay? You call on the Lord. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Okay? And you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your, mouth, in your, in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Very, very simple. Now, I, I'm sorry. I, had to, I was just thinking about that thing again. But it just, it just it, it, That was from Isaac Arafrate, by the way, if you haven't. Uh, it was called uh, the, dating, the Saving Game. Was there a little version of the dating game? And there's a guy asking, you know, he's got three participants there for, you know, what must they do to be saved? And, and uh, you know, and this, you know, that was one of them. But if you're not sure that you're saved, all right, or you want to be saved, and you can contact me through the website, thetruthmustbetold.org. I will do what I can to show you what you must do. And to those there who need, uh, you know, to need any kind of help, you can contact me there as well. I'll do what I can. Um, but it's very simple. If you say a simple prayer or something like this, God, I know I have sinned against you and I am deserving of punishment, but Jesus Christ took the punishment that I deserve so that through faith in him, I could be forgiven. With your help, I place my trust in you for salvation. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness, the gift of eternal life. Amen. If you said that prayer, you want to become a Christian, you want to know more, please contact me through The Truth Must Be Told. That's it for today. I went on almost a whole hour. Um, more than likely, this one will be the one that you will hear on uh, on uh, impactradiousa.com. Um, and uh, if you join me there, be glad. You can listen to the, the broadcast. Also on anchor.fm. And you can go back and listen to the other uh, podcasts that I have done. And don't forget to hit that support button and help us out here so we can uh, get some better equipment in here and uh, update what we need to do to get uh, the truth out there. And so I can start getting materials and things like that for people who do write in and want to um, get saved. I could send them some information. And I just thank you for uh, being here with me today. God bless you. Have a wonderful uh, rest of your weekend and enjoy, uh, enjoy yourself. Come back next time and join us on The Truth Must Be Told.